It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. John, like this or better like this? What are you talking about? Do you, you're, 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 you're wearing your glasses now. Yeah. I'm wearing my glasses now. Our guest not, but I'm, I, I know he does, and I think he's got contacts in. So I, I had an eye visit, and it's always every, you know, you go for your yearly, maybe a six-month, but uh, something changes every year. Is it changing on you now every I year? I haven't gone in a couple of years. You had one this morning before we taped, and I thought maybe you fell into a the machine or something you no. I, I thought this was like a 20 minute thing and then it I, was but then i had to buy new glasses oh, well, of course, the ones you see you on did. now are like two years old and this thing you can't tighten anymore they're so kind of chester flops uh, child molester glasses all, a little bit oh, thanks yeah thanks <laughs> you just want to start with that one not you're a goob or they're old i'm gonna do you're a like background hey, Dad, Jared, i never the did subway it, guy I, I never did do a background check on you joe so <laughs> did i ever tell you i dated an optometrist Oh, I thought you were going to say, did I ever date a, date a child? <laughs> that, that's where you're going. Um, did, did you ever date uh, an optometrist? Uh, it's not I a hard question. see you. It's, uh, it, what would be some of the our, stupid pickup lines? Our line? sex life was great. It was always like this or better like this. <laughs> like this or better like this. <laughs> Can you read this chart uh, from my stomach? No. That's all um, Anyway, my God, that's what you got. Um <laughs> Yeah, we got a good guest. I like this. I like, you know, obviously with our 50 plus years of broadcast experience, radio and TV, uh, we have not burned every bridge. No. Uh, and then, you know, we also, and what I, we've always talked about this, that the community, generally speaking, we have always gotten along with the competition, all right? Because, you know, you come to Nashville, which is a destination for broadcasting, and, um, you know, the rivalries are, they are, right? They, they keep score for a reason, the ratings. But you still get a, you know, you're at that station because there was a job opening and those were the call letters, okay? So let's not get this whole, um, we're this and we're that. No, you're not. You just got the gig because you want to live in Nashville. So uh, now our guests may say, no, I love kicking Channel 2s and Channel 4s, but, but um, you know, we, we're going to we find going out. down this competition road that Channel 2 is in third place for forever <laughs> already? They may, I don't know, they... They, they do okay. Let's, I get, think. To, let's I, get to some let's, good let's, stuff. Let's get to that. Yeah. Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. In it. Lands on the letter R. Henry Rothenberg. Henry Rothenberg is uh, the meteorologist from News Channel 5. And uh, boy, I could go on for a little bit. Henry is a fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. We'll let you talk, and I promise. So at some have, point, just well, raise your hand. I uh, I was lucky to serve and be on a News Channel Five, working part time with Henry. Mostly, uh, Henry is a mentor, and is uh, he knows his crafts. When you're in TV weather, you're one of two things. It's like my flying job. You're either an absolute goob, and you know everything more than everyone in the whole world, and you sit in your corner of life and just know those things, or you know those things, and you can actually communicate that in a way that oh. other people can. <laughs> Understand. I thought you were going to say, so you, which, which or you're a pretty Henry? boy and you don't know anything. But anyway, <laughs> we need to welcome to... No, then you're in New York. <laughs> yeah, getting paid seven figures. Yeah. Welcome to the cup of, uh, second cup of Joe. And John. Henry. Joe. What did I get myself into? Yeah. 
You have no <laughs> idea how often we hear. That's like the first thing our guests say. So Henry, uh, Henry, welcome. First off, Henry Rothenberg, Thanks, uh, born and raised in Memphis, uh, U- University of Missoula, a uh, Missouri. Uh, university. Good broadcasting. Good Red. stuff. Yes, he has. And uh, you've been in uh, in Nashville now seven years, maybe? Yeah, seven and a half years. But, you know, I'm a Tennessee boy, as you said, growing up in Memphis. So I remember coming to Opryland as a kid oh, when great. Opryland was Opryland, a.k.a. daycare. You know, mom and dad drop you off. We'll That's see right. you at five o'clock and then they can go do adult things while the kids played. What would be those adult? Seriously, like so, you went when the when the theme park was here. Yeah, is that what you're saying? It closed in ninety six, ninety ninety seven, ninety seven. So I got here just as it as it was closing. I'm not sure if there's any uh, relevance. So to it's that. your fault. So it is. So I'm the I'm the reason they had a shopping mall. We did do the kitch, the coaches show there for ten years, so it worked out. I was glad it was a good venue for that. But uh, uh, what would be the adult? What your parents go off and go to wave wave country or or what was it? The sound waves. Yeah. The sound. Waves. No, you know it could be like massages whatever or even going yeah. into it uh with us but you know they they you just it, it was a different time it was a safer time but opryland uh you know what the biggest vindication for anyone from this area was when they announced sound waves and when ryman uh hospitality finally admitted okay it was a mistake to close opryland it was just mm-hmm. a little ahead of its time but it, it was great for people who don't know you need to look it up it's got incredible it had incredible rides incredible right. experience Opryland smoked and the Wabash Cannonball and all the great music stages. We would go in high school. Those were my high school years. And you, you like, as you Grizzly said, Grizzly River, Rapid, ran, Rampage. Yeah. Thing. Um, your parents would drop you off and then they salmonella, salmonella, and citronella center. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was Freaking just petri great. dish, big yes. giant petri dish, just terrific. Uh, Henry, your your start in uh, TV was you've been in St. Louis, Columbia, South Carolina. And, of course, now here in Nashville. And uh, we see you now early morning. Yeah, all over the place. I was real fortunate when I was at Mizzou. I got my first on-air job during my junior year. They own the NBC station, KOMU. uh, But I actually, uh, at the advice of professors, went and started working for the ABC affiliate because the weather rotation was eight deep. I would have been the ninth uh-huh. and they had an opening at, uh, at the ABC. So I went there and was working there while I was in school. And then, yeah, I got the chance to work in St. Louis during my senior year. And then Memphis and while in Memphis, coolest assignment ever got sent to Monterey for a month and a half to launch a show. So yeah, I'll, Monterey, I'll, California, Monterey, California will that never be there, there that cheap again on, because it was on their dime. Wow. Incredible. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, went to Columbia, uh, South Carolina, and then an opportunity. I, I'll never forget when my agent called me because I was actually preparing to leave the business. It, you know, you get to a point, and, and you guys know from being a broadcast. No idea what you, you're talking about. <laughs> we loved it. It was always easy. <laughs> we, we're, we're way over. We're not bitter. It's, yeah. But it's one of those things It's like, okay, is this what I want to keep doing somewhere that I don't enjoy it? I don't want to go to another station that, you, you know, doesn't have a good reputation. Um, it's at the point of life. I'm either going to fully commit and get somewhere I want to be, or it's time for a change. And I got a call telling me that, uh, both Ron Howells and Charlie Neese, both longtime meteorologists at channel five were retiring and they hadn't had an opening since 1999 in weather. They created a position in 20, uh, 2004, but 99 was the last time they had an opening. And I got a call and I remember first words out of my agents, uh, when my agent said it to me, first words out of my mouth were, I'm not in the mood to F around today, although I use the full word. And he's like, yeah, neither am I. They're really retiring. Are you interested in Nashville? I'm like, yes. And uh, to work with 
the legendary Leland Statham, yep. Ron House, before he fully retired, because I got to work alongside him for a while. Now with Bree Smith, uh, you got Nikki D. Ray there, and then Heather Mathis just transitioned out to take over for uh, um, Meryl Rose, uh, who retired from Talk of the Town after 30-plus years. But, man, it's it's incredible. I love being there. It's a great place to be. Joe, you know, because yep. you helped us out when Bree was on maternity leave back in uh, late uh, 17, early 18. That was and the, that uh, was, that, Those were the best. longest he, weeks of my his life. His ties were so good. <laughs> He's like, Jesus, the guy's coming back in. Like He's, a bad rash. You can't well, get rid of him. They were stressed. Bree was out. Yeah. And so Henry's, you know, you have to pick up the load. when one You got one down <laughs> yeah. and a minimum staff. Uh, so it was relief for them. Uh, but just quick sidebar, two great people that helped me in my TV weather career. I did TV weather for about four years was Charlie Neese. He referred me f- to my first job for RFD TV. Where you replaced <laughs> C.T. Tonklin. That's uh, correct. A great, great person C. as well. C.T. was wonderful. And Ron Howes gave me my first break. Uh we were, uh, my wife was in Lowe's. I was going to say, make sure to give your wife credit. Kim needs this credit for this great one. great story. I love this story. She's in Lowe's. Yeah. I, you know, I was doing my Penn State, Mississippi State broadcast meteorology mm-hmm. ticket. And so she saw Ron Howes, taps him on the shoulder. You know, Ron turns around. Well, hello. You know, Ron is a, uh, if you haven't been in Nashville, Ron was the weather guy in Nashville for decades. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. A very sweet, sweet man, sweet character. Degrees in meteorology and physics. And just as a a, a great personable guy. And so she told him about me. It gave gave him the 30 second speech that he needs an internship. He needs to start. He needs something. Well, tell him to call me. And he's 45 years old. And I was old. (laughs) It was a second career. Yeah. And so uh, contacted Ron, come down. Uh, He said, come on down. Started that Monday. And it rolled into uh, a job that Charlie recommended me to at RFD, yeah. which turned back around into coming back to News Channel 5 and doing it uh, with you on the weekends. And I loved it. We I had a blast. I, I, we got I to do some it. severe weather together. We did. Uh, the, the, the February. Uh, are you, now you, you guys are going to just dork go. out now. Yeah, here we go. Just turn John's mic I'll be off. back in 12 minutes. There you yeah. go. Get a cup of coffee. Remember that? <laughs> Cumulus. Remember that? Remember when the, we, 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 we did the radio, uh, did the did the tracking down to uh, uh, defeated in. I'm in, hearing uh, jealousy because he has and, no uh, memories. But, but, yeah, it's the only time I hear Banakwa. Why do you always. And, and an undefeated and difficult is coming in at 1216. And all these random towns that you never hear about, but you guys always... You, anyway. Why do you always break into a Jeff Fisher impressionation when you're backed up against the wall? Uh, oh, man, that, that is true. We, that was I great. can tell, speak for Henry, I don't think we even know that some of these small towns in this state existed until they pop up on the radar and yeah. the storm's headed your way. And and then it's, you know, the Ron Howes rule is when in doubt, just don't move your jaw when you say it, you know, and then and it'll and you'll get it right. <laughs> Don't try and not say it. Just don't move your jaw. But it's true because, you know, with the, the computer technology you've got today, when you zoom in, it's like you're going into an unincorporated, unpopulated town that maybe you've never been in that part of a county. It's like, okay, this is, you know. It's only your credibility. Exactly. <laughs> like uh, Philly fan Joe, yeah. but pronounced Falay. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, Yeah. Did you say Smyrna or Lebanon in your first? No, those under? thankfully I knew just <laughs> okay. from being from here. Uh, Glaville, uh-huh. I did say glad the okay. first time it popped up, and um, thankfully we have uh, someone, Carrie Sharp, who works there, um, living in the area, and her boys go to school there. 
um, you know, sent me a text like with pronunciation on, on, on how to say it. So, good you know, it, it's a good team effort. We're going to make mistakes. It's a good team effort, but it's also, you know, meteorology is a BS and BS. So. The, the, the first <laughs> night, my very first sports cast Friday night in August of 96, uh, I was going live at the uh, welcome, everybody. It is the uh, McGavick. Uh, I can't even remember McGavick taking on Pearl Khan. Pro Con. Pro Con. Yeah. Wow. Well, my name's John. Why would it not be Con? That's correct. I didn't I didn't know. So it Tulahoma. <laughs> so uh, Shelbyville. Just a Shelbyville. quick quick sidebar, because we could go on about yeah. it. So two morning TV guys right here. I get to ask questions. Henry, you did evenings in the weekends for a long time, but yeah. now you've shifted to the morning. Yeah. So John had years and years of morning tv too and comments that he missed six super bowls because you have to go to bed so yep. tell, tell everybody what a morning job is like all right so a weekend morning versus the weekday morning because there is a difference on the start times on weekends we still start at 5 a.m weekdays we start at 4 a.m so try and be in bed between six and eight uh. and then on the weekends up at 2 30 in by three you got to forecast as a meteorologist because we don't have producers. We're doing it all ourselves. You know, it's a lot like in sports. You were doing it all yourself. See, I'm gonna. I'm trying to include you. I here. appreciate that. And uh, then you know, during the week, no idea. Yeah, but that, at one thirty, hey, I did sports before. One uh, thirty, and you're in by two, putting everything together. And then we're on five to nine on Saturdays, five to eight Sundays, and then four a to seven a. Uh, Monday through Friday, and then a 9 a.m. hour-long newscast, and uh, then our midday lifestyle show at 11. Uh, so it it can be uh, it can be long. Now it is nice to catch football in the afternoons. Now I do like that part of the the morning routine, so that can be nice as well. But uh, but yeah, and yes, I did do sports once. We had a sports team when I was nice. in Memphis. They all ended up uh, they were out and they were sick. They're like, hey, can you? Uh, at that point, I was doing weekend weather. Like, can you do? Sp- sports and help us out sure um i was like i I can make anything up sure Sure. let's do it (laughs) no that's exactly right and i've told i'll make this a very quick story but uh you can the reason why you go on at 4 a.m is i was at that moment in 2000 i think six doing mornings we did five to seven Um, those were the days that that was yeah (laughs) so so because no eyeball there's no eyeballs at 4 30 so channel four backs up to 4 30 which we thought well that's idiotic why are you even doing that yep and then there was going to be a snowstorm, and Channel 4 jumps on at 4 a.m. that morning, and there's nothing. It is, uh, we're live out here in Brentwood. Uh, the flags, flags flying? Nope, not, not back to you. And it was a complete debacle. And we all in the newsroom were going, look at those clowns going on early, trying to catch some extra eyeballs. We looked at the ratings the next day. And we started doing news to it for a week later because there are eyeballs up at that morning. So and it's amazing. I mean, the numbers really are is. incredible yeah. with that 4 a.m. hour. I think my biggest fear is once all the late night uh, comedy shows in, instead of like, you know, syndication, it's going to be like, all right, you know, the start of News Channel 5 this morning at, at 12.30 a.m. all the way through. No, yeah, it, yeah you're going to continue to back up. To We're going to be a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, that's I right. feel it coming. It scares me. All right, hold on. Here we go. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. Henry, along that uh, that trail of careers from uh, Memphis, St. Louis, Columbia, Nashville, um, you maybe you briefed on it a little bit. Life lessons. What? Where was it? You, you said you were thinking about leaving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there something, a moment in your life uh, that? 
that said, man, this is for me. I like it when the light kicks on. Well, I got show prep. Uh, you were scared of thunderstorms. Oh, he does have show prep. Well, when you were you a go. kiddo. Yep. Yeah. And then when I was about six, my cousin took me outside. We stood at the edge of their carport under a tree, got struck by lightning, and it stuck. The carport what, what? got struck by lightning? Or you did. We got struck by lightning. You personally, like the individual? No, not really. I just like saying that with a straight face. I get you going. Uh, so, but we should have been because we work. stood at the edge of the carport <laughs> under a tree during a storm. Worst place to stand. Yeah. And he's explaining all this to me. And, and so I always kind of joke. I'm like, yeah, I got struck by lightning because my fear became fascination. And it just stuck. And ever since then, I wanted to do weather when I was in high school. Uh, my mom was telling me, you know, reach out to the stations. This email was starting to really become a thing. And I emailed all the stations in Memphis. And most responded. Got uh, an invite from the guy that is uh, my first mentor and, and still good friend of the state, Todd Demers, at the CBS in Memphis. And then when my high school schedule allowed, I would go. And at that time, they started at 6 a.m., you know, late nineties. Oh man. I remember when they roll back to five thirty, it's like, man, that's early. Yeah. I'd kill for five thirty now. But uh, you know, would go get there at four thirty in the morning and shadowed him and took You're in high everything I could. You're I was in high school. Jump. I mean, I, you are getting a jump. And it was it was fantastic. I'm so yeah, great because yeah. today yeah. with all these rules and everything, like, you know, you can't really do that and liability. He went to bat and I was shadowing him and it I mean I was not on air talk. I was doing severe weather coverage with them, like monitoring, you know, the alerts as they're coming in and getting them to them and uh, moving and zooming radar and all this stuff. So this is my junior year and senior year of high school. You were and ripping it off the AP wire. The, those dot matrix printers. <laughs> Always running in the background. I'm laughing thinking you're going on and you're in your members only jacket yeah. <laughs> or parachute <laughs> pants or something like that. Is, is that what you, you know, were wearing, but, John? <laughs> I'd actually wear a suit every time. I wore did, a suit that dressed wait, professional. Wait, that's yeah, because you and, never know. Yeah. And so, but that put me so far ahead of the game. And, yeah. you know, I'm grateful that I had a mentor like Todd that realized, okay, I'm not. You know, a lot of people ask, oh, I want to be on TV. Like, I was trying to learn everything and anything and have my hands on as much as I could. And uh, they, especially Todd, but Tim Simpson at the time, uh, he just retired. He's a longtime chief uh, for that station. Uh, and then Austin Onik, who was there for years. I mean, they they embraced it. They would welcomed it. And uh, because of them, I think that's what really put me ahead of the game. And I'm really grateful to this day to all of them, but especially Todd taking that chance on a high school kid. So I know a life lesson for you. Talk about your work with the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. Man, I, I love going there over at Vandy Children's. So Ryan Seacrest, you, you guys heard of him? Ryan Seacrest, maybe familiar name with Name dropper. Word? You're a name <laughs> dropper, dog. <laughs> Never met him, though. That's the funny. Great, I met his sister. His oh, sister's really? fantastic. I've not met Ryan, though. Great hair. Um, Yeah. Are you jealous? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so um, he has, I think they just opened the 13th but studios across the country in children's hospitals associated with Children's Miracle Networks called Seacrest Studios. Closed circuit, full service radio television studios. Goes to all the patient rooms there. And it's designed, they will play interactive games, they have celebrity guests, all this stuff. Kids that can't leave their rooms can call down to interact, so they've got like meet and go once a week. It's great. Uh, when they first opened here in 2016, um, their studio manager, Mamie Shepard, who has been a part of that for years. She interned at the first one in Atlanta, started the Charlotte one, and we're fortunate to have her in Nashville. Has her interns, about seven of them. One of them reports for us now, Amelia Young, uh, over at Channel 5. 
And, you know, I, she was telling me about this. So I was like, I want to come see this. Can I come check it out someday? And she's like, yeah. Well, they had a green screen in there and all that. And it's like, Man, this would be cool to do something like teach kids about weather. And what was born was Weather Wednesday, third Wednesday of the month at Vandy Children's. And I would send graphics over pre-pandemic, teach kids how to use the green screen, all that. When the pandemic happened, they lost all their live guests. So I'm like, well, we're set up for the ability to, you know, stream. So I can help you with all the studios. At that time, they had 10, you know, and we can open it up by Zoom. And I would turn it into experiments that the kids can do in their rooms, trying to, you know, pass the time. And now we're back in studio. We still do the experiments. We'll do some stuff on green screens. Uh, I host it not only for Monroe Carroll Jr. at Vanderbilt. I also do it at the same time we streamed Atlanta. Uh, one of my uh, colleagues within the Scripps family who owns Channel 5 here, Jennifer Ketchmark in Cincinnati, is now doing it at uh, Cincinnati Children's. Then we have got um, Brian Carrick. He's doing. He's with Spectrum News. He's the chief for Spectrum down in Orlando. He does Forecast Friday, and uh, we will hopefully uh, continue it to Labonder Children's, where they just opened a studio, and Cohen Children's up in uh, New York, where they just opened a studio uh, with a friend of mine up there that will hopefully kind of take it over, but it's awesome. It's a way for these kids to forget where they are, why they're there. That's all I care about. But when the parents and the guardians and the grandparents that are there, they're smiling and having fun. And, and it, it, that just, that's a bonus for the day. But these kids, they're incredible. I mean, they are hooked up to these machines and these tubes and they are smiling and running around. It's like, hang on, we, we, we got to take, you know, the, the, Pole that's holding all the yeah. IVs and everything because you don't want them to rip it up. But they're having such a great time, and that is always a great reminder. Nothing, nothing is wrong in my life uh, when I'm seeing these kids. Sure. Um, you know, when you think, "Oh gosh, this this is terrible. This stinks," and you see, it's like, you know what? I don't have it so bad, and and I love it. I absolutely love it. It is the only day of the month. No meetings can be scheduled. Uh, Channel Five is fully appreciative and accepts that it's like. They try and schedule something. I'm like, no, Weather Wednesday. Oh, sorry, our bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I will not miss. Um, I've only missed one time because I was sick. Uh, and uh, we postponed one time for severe weather because um, that's, you know, I can't control Mother Nature right. as much as I wish I could. But, <laughs> man, it's, yeah, we need to have you guys down there too because it is a blast to uh to be at, at that hospital yeah i don't like know at the same time i got i got two words for you background check <laughs> no 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 i what what a great way um you are in the uh the same uh, philosophy of of uh, oftentimes people you know through my years and your years oh they want to be on tv and then once they see what it takes to actually put a broadcast on uh they're like i, I i've had vanderbilt seniors that are like I have no I didn't I don't want to do that I'm like what have you yeah. been doing for three and a half years, you're 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 giving back to the community you're an ambassador you do and TV stations by the way love that and because you want to have those touch points um, before we go to our next event I want to ask um, bigger picture what is the fascination I think I know what is the fascination with with weather and severe weather and watching the radar is it just simply as hypnotizing because we would at channel two would be like look it's a thunderstorm i'm 50 miles from there you interrupted my ball game um you know and i and i would tell people stop watching it rain on the radar and we'll stop doing it but but when you get the spike in eyeballs until you until you stop it we know this works and you know we are a four business profit 
yeah. business. We've got to have eyeballs and it works. Yeah. So what is the fascination with, is it just the unpredictability? So the fascination from people watching, people watching people local or, weather. My it's fascination with it is, is how it's always evolving, which is great. But I think the fascination is, yeah, it impacts your life. It's like, Oh man, can I, are we going to get the little league game in tonight or the soccer match? Um, and then when there is bad weather, it, it's also important to point out everyone has short-term memory when it comes to weather. <laughs> you want us there when there's severe weather and when bad things are happening, but when it's not in your neighborhood, how quickly you have forgotten that, hey, when that tornado-worn storm was in your neighborhood and, and you were so thankful we were there, now you're mad that we broke in to, you know, Survivor you know, CBS shows here and, and all that. But no, it is all about it. We don't have the ability to break in based off the warning outline. I w- in, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we had that technology within the next five, 10 years. I really wouldn't. But right now we're responsible for over 60 counties and every individual and in every town deserves the same respect that you demand from us when there is potentially life-threatening weather coming your way. But that fascination is, when it's storming like crazy out there and the house is shaking with the thunder, you want to know what's going on. So, yeah, people are turning it on. They're looking on their phone. They're looking at the apps. It's It, it always impacts us. Rapid, 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 you need a load of these things when you're over there at the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital for your little sweeper. I think they kind of have stuff like this, too, which is great. <laughs> Just fire them up. Henry, uh, questions? Rapid fire-ish? Uh, you, do, do you like to read? What what kind of book are you reading now? Uh, I am reading... Um uh, What's the book called? It's uh, But it's the one that uh, Mike Kelly wrote from Jimmy Kelly's. Okay. Uh, Tales That's- of the Back Room. Okay. And, and the story of Jimmy Kelly's and, and how the family got here and all the connections it has in the city. But I've been on a, a whiskey biography type kick lately with all Jack right. Daniels books and then now uh, Mike Kelly's book. And I think that's a, one of your favorite restaurant questions there, too, is Jimmy Kelly's. You're always going there. I, I love going there whenever I can afford to go there. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that it's old Nashville. So it's old school. You know, you don't have and no knock on the restaurants we have now. We've got a great food scene here. But. I'm not paying the tourist tax for the same cut of meat at Jimmy Kelly's that I'd be paying if I came to a downtown uh, steakhouse, which again, fantastic places. But I just I like the history. I like old school. I like family owned, and so yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I miss Rotiers. Oh man, and, and the cheeseburgers. Yeah. So my son and I, we, we go to the Preds games. So happy that they are there now. Love and that they have their stand there now. We get there early and yeah. eat the Rotiers hamburger. And it's the same guy mm-hmm. cooking back there. Yep. And it's on that French bread. Oh. It's fabulous. So it's like 12 bucks a burger. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. Because if we were to go eat somewhere before the game, we'd pay more. Uh, so our gig is to get there early and eat the Rotiers hamburger Rotiers. at the Nashville Predators. And games. Elliston Place, too. I love going to Elliston uh-huh. Place because, again, old-time Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so those are things I like. But Jimmy Kelly's is, you know, I, I enjoy going there when there's an event or taking somewhere taking someone that's new to town somewhere that has, you know, these are servers that this is their career, 20, 30 years working there, the same people. So, you know, kind of that, that service there. Give me a pet peeve. Something bugs you. 
You know, it, on a one to ten, it should be a two, and it's actually a six. That's a lot of math. I'm not even oh, sure it adds man. up. Man, <laughs> a pet peeve. Typically, a lot of people say driving in Nashville, left lane. Uh, no, there, could there's be a courtesy thing. Could live be not shot, put, cutting into your time. Uh, the delay sports when sports guy. Yeah, sports guy taking lack up your, no, of no, no, no. communication. That, Lack of when people assume you know, or oh, you didn't check your you know email on this. It's like, no, like if it was that important, call me or tell me in person. Like, sometimes the lack of communication on something, um, like full disclosure, because I was in the car, I was actually uh heading back from a funeral when you sent me the reminder text uh, from Memphis last week, so I didn't make a note in my phone. So, thank god you texted me last night. Oh, good. Because I totally would have forgotten you'd been texting me like, hey, man, where are you? Because um, I always try to put notes right on my phone. But since yeah, I was too. driving, I don't I don't text when I drive. Um, and I, I just didn't because I'm in a rental. So I didn't have the the car Apple CarPlay set up to do series voice to text on uh, through CarPlay. But um, lack of communication. It's a pet peeve, especially working in communication. Forks up or forks down in the dishwasher. I do them down. Good for you. All right, good. I'm glad we settled that. I got I got a new one, and this is maybe a little deep. Um, what base were you born on? You know how they say, like, um, no, this is the Ohio State coach, Ryan Day, there was a comment, it was Lane Kiffin or somebody that said he was born on third base and then hit a home run. Like, uh, because he was given an Ohio State program that was, you know, he didn't have to rebuild. So, in your life, where were you born? Where, I mean, in your life, you know, your background. And, I mean, it's kind of a self, you got to look inward and be honest. And I know it's a relativity question. You know, you're not in Bangladesh. So, yeah. you were born on first at least. But I'm I'm going to say that I was born on first base. And, and hear me out while I say that, because I'm I'm very fortunate to come from a loving family. Um, my grandfather was an architectural engineer. He was actually one of the first people in Memphis to have their private pilot's license. Mm. Uh, the Peabody Hotel was his. He built it when they redid it in 82. But when it came to weather and to TV, that we didn't have... We had a cousin that was a longtime anchor at WREG in Memphis, but he didn't... You know, we weren't close enough to where he'd help me. And he was retired by the time I was born. Uh, but didn't help me so uh, to kind of get these connections going. So everything that I've done in my career, um, I've had people, whether it's doubting it could be done or that, I've had to do it along the way. But I also reached out, and once people were like, okay, we'll help you, it's on you to then follow up and, and do what you're saying you want to do and, and asking. And so... In that sense, I, I would say first, because I've built my career by just through networking and through hard work, um, and then also remembering that and wanting to give back when people are as motivated um, and show that motivation that they want to grow. And if it's not in this field, but if I know someone that I can connect them to, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be uh, podcasting or uh, aviations or jobs in Tennessee for graduates, like, oh, well, you know what? I know someone that may be able to help you. Let me see if if uh, they're willing to talk and if I get the okay from that person, it's like, all right, here's their number, but it's on you. It is on you as in them to do it. Final question, uh, Henry, what 
advice would you give your 18-year-old self now? Become a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh man, my 18-year-old self now. You it's know, it's not too late. It's no, it's not. Take, no. take a lot of time. He's a young guy. He's way younger yeah, Joe, than us. I mean, look at Joe. Joe look at can John. Fly thirty million dollar aircraft. Look at us. I know. I can't look at us, it. would you? Hey, and but Joe is successful. He did a flyover <laughs> at the Titan Stadium. They didn't even know he was doing a flyover Nobody for the game. You broke. You really, did you break the airspace? You're not supposed no, to be over a, a place that has sixty five thousand people. Oh. That How was, did that happen? You did that just to wave at Kimmy, didn't you? No, it was a, a side story. Was if you I, look at the picture, you see the aircraft doing this, doing like the, on doing a, a wave. waving. You doing the wave? Wah, wah. Wah. Uh, I was on a, a trip by pure coincidence, going. Oh, uh, I don't know where we were coming from. Somewhere up north, I think it was Bozeman to uh, Chattanooga, and we came right over the Titan Stadium. We we're up at twenty twenty five thousand feet, and Kim was in the parking lot drinking beer, going to the Titans game. So she looked up and took a picture of me. And so she posted it, and I was like, great. I'm working, and you're all drinking beer in a parking lot. But it was kind of fun that the the irony of it all that I'm right over top of my family by pure coincidence. No, that was pretty cool, and I saw it. But the 18-year-old self, I would try and, uh, you know, not everything in life truly can be planned. And, and sometimes I like to plan ahead and, and it's kind of the OCD side of me. It's like, okay, but when this goes wrong, here's plan B, here's C, here's D. Um, and I'm not an overly religious or, or spiritual person per se, but um, I do believe in the saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And How, how often have I said this on this that's podcast? You. That's John's line. To, to the... To the word, yeah. To the word, and I, and then I always preface it by I'm not particularly religious, but it's it's true because you can't plan ahead. I mean, there are things I thought I would have now that that maybe I haven't achieved, and there are things I have achieved that I wasn't even thinking about. So, just the flexibility and understanding of you know, every day. First, I'll be grateful for every day you've got. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, but second, every day is going to be a curveball. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. So just being prepared to go with the flow and understanding that then is, I think, something that would have made life a little less stressful, sure. you know, in those younger years. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Well, we kind of segue into that. It's almost as if Henry has listened to the show, understands the flow in the segments. I know he he didn't even know of us until he reached out to you and he felt that's right, grudgingly to Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've been called a lot <laughs> Thank you, a lot a lot worse. But you have so many uh, we do in broadcasting about not getting a job or getting that call back. I mm -hmm. had one there where I interviewed in Winston Salem in nineteen eighty seven and I swore I had the job until the news director never called back and I found out because he died of a heart attack in the newsroom. So I that's didn't get the good. job. So I it, it just but what about if he did? Where would I be? Fork in the road. It could have been last week. It could have been when you were 13. What happened in you professionally or personally? Sometimes it's a marriage story or meeting somebody. That sliding doors, Joe says, uh, in your life. What fork in the road do you go, wow, if I did or didn't do this, I would be not here? Or maybe you would be, but a different route. You know, if I'm looking at it uh, from a career standpoint, I am going to say... I was real fortunate early on in my career. Every job I applied for, I got. 
And that built a level of arrogance in the early days because it's like, oh man, like, you know, I got it. A thousand. Yeah. This is easy. And we got bought out in Memphis and it's right as my contract was coming up and everyone was basically blown up and and the offer from them. uh, And I, you know, had an attorney look over stuff at the time and it was my first time really using an, an attorney and that news director you know, didn't want to talk to me. You know, some news directors are good about utilizing your agents or mm-hmm. attorneys because it takes the the animosity out of a negotiation. Others try and kind of um, scare tactic and, and only work through you. And uh, they gave me a three year, no raise, no outs, no incentives, and the right to fire each month. I'm like, that's I have the no cause clause horror stories. Yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So and. I got blown up and this is in 2009 and I wasn't getting anything at that point. Of course, the economy is not doing great. I rebounded in Columbia, South Carolina. Finally, I, it was like all of a sudden I had two opportunities, Jackson, Mississippi and Columbia. The opportunity in Columbia was better overall went there and I'm grateful for the time there. But in 2013, I actually thought I was coming back to Memphis to my old station. The person that ended up replacing me, uh, was leaving. They had just been bought out again. So new management, uh, the chief there who was like a brother to me, uh, the late Mark Walden is like, all right, we're, we're bringing you back that Friday. I get the paperwork to start the process. I call him and Mark wasn't feeling good. And sadly he passed away the next day. Um, he suffered from sickle cell, but I wonder, would I be here? Cause I love Nashville. I love middle Tennessee. I love being back in Tennessee, uh, two and a half hours door to door to my parents' house. My sister's in Nashville. I've got cousins here, friends from high school. Um, absolutely love it here. But had I taken that job, I don't think I would, uh, I'd be sitting here with you guys. I don't think I would be in an incredible place and, and no disrespect to the other stations, but working for the best station, uh, in not only the city, but I, I would put it as one of the best stations in the country, honestly. It is. And when Rory Johnston was our guest on here, I, Rory, the uh, guy, John, who, the hair, he still kept his job afterwards. Yeah. That was in the early days. <laughs> but my, no, Rory is awesome. I love stories. Rory. Both, Rory is a woo. good dude. Good Rory hoop. and Neil Orne kept their jobs after being on here. All right. So um, you set the bar low. But when you, <laughs> when you walk in Channel 5 and it's the same building since 1968, 70, 67, I think, is when we moved into that building from LAC Tower. Same building in the same halls, the same rooms, the same everything from Oprah to Ron Howes to Vicki Yates to... Hope Hines. All of them. Yeah. Throughout the years. And uh, there's a wall with pictures. Your your new hire picture that when you're hired, they take your picture and you put it on a wall. Yeah. And so people look, you know, some are in black and white uh, <laughs> and they're young, but they've been there for 20, 30 plus years. Yes. And uh, Channel 5, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. It is a great spirit. It's a great place to go to work because in broadcasting, you're like, ah. Oh. I got to go in. and But this was a place that I love being here. It was fantastic. So you do have a great setup. It's a it's a family atmosphere. Uh, everyone is there to support you. You know, one of the things uh, that are 
current general manager, Lynn Plantinga, who is... Lynn Plantinga's been there since... 40, 40-ish years? Yes, because she has. I think 41 years now. <laughs> she started as an intern and all worked the women, her way up. All your upper yeah. management are women. They're I great. I think they're close to it. They're terrific. Yeah, we, our general Sandy sales Boonstra manager is... Yeah, Sandy Boonstra. It's yeah. it's, but they're all Channel Fivers, too. They're basically... They maybe worked somewhere else early in the career, but they have been there 20, 30 years. Our general sales manager, Kylie Murphy... Uh, he replaced Natalie Ryman, who retired after 27 years. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, that's unique to have predominantly all female management, but it's also not people, whether it be female, male, whatever, that, you know, they came in from somewhere else. We're going to do, no, they understand the Channel 5 way. And what Lynn says to everybody when they start, which is fantastic, is we are a family at Channel 5. And if you ever think you're bigger than the big nickel, you will not work at News Channel 5 for a long time because Welcome. that is demanded of yeah. us, and it's great. You got to wear shades. Your future continues to be bright, Henry. What do you think about uh, when you look at weather forecasting? What and that's, that's a position that's not going away anytime soon. You need the human element. Uh, what's your future? Why is your future bright? You know, until I stop loving what I'm doing, um, every day I'm going to come in, I'm going to accept the, the reality that what I do is an inexact science. I can learn from my mistakes still. Um, but I think it's bright because I'm working somewhere with people that they're not just coworkers. I don't care how cheesy that sounds. They're not though. They're genuinely friends. When you have, whether it be a death in the family, an illness, everyone's there. A card, meals, whatever. I tore my ACL back in uh, yes, you January. Did. You're looking good. And when I had that surgery. must have been a hell of a cast. It, my, my, it must have been a severe weather. <laughs> weather th- oh, you didn't do it on the job? Uh, well, you know, I was at a weather <laughs> conference uh, trying to ski oh, for the first oh, time. Oh, Were you uh, working the green screen? Oh, I'm out of the game, coach. <laughs> I would do weather with the cane. I'll tell you that because I was determined to it uh, until my surgery. But I did. I was on the slope, and, and this was ski patrol at Heavenly that sent me to this slope. That's Lake Tahoe. I was on the Orion slope. Do you know what that's most famous for? Uh, Orion. Uh, that used to be Heavenly. I don't know who died. Sonny Bono. Oh, oh Sonny oh, no, Bono. The Sonny yeah. Bono trail. I tore Sonny my ACL on a, that. Yeah. He ran into a tree and died. Yeah. Well, he flew into a tree because apparently tree. he loves skiing. No helmet. Super fast. Yeah. yeah. Now I had the helmet on, but you know, I tore my ACL. But I mean, like Jennifer Krause brings me this huge spread. All right. Brings it to the house. Rory's checking in. Uh, sends me a meal one night. Uh, our our GM Lynn you know, sends a huge meal one night. Like, what do you like? Okay, great. And all of a sudden there's this huge spread that shows up. So (laughs) it's bright because I work somewhere that people appreciate you, you appreciate them. And it it continues to fuel my fire for loving what I'm doing. So being able to be somewhere that I'm appreciated makes me want to work even harder. And being in a community that I absolutely love that's kind of a cheesy answer, but that's the honest to God truth. Your next contract negotiation, I would uh, have, I would just uh, email this link to uh, yeah. to Lynn and and hey, the Lynn. Channel Five heads that well, decide, and, and go. If you question my, you know, I I dig this because this is I I think it's incredibly healthy for you to and have people in broadcasting to still 
love where they work. Joe and I could fill up four podcasts of how bitter we are over some what? of the treatment and so forth. I mean, we're I not could do that we're too, not, though. We're not <laughs> victims, okay? And to be clear, we are not victims. We had great runs, and we're very thankful. Sure. It's funny that you get paid to do what you do, right? I Absolutely. Mean, even, but you you do have some bad stories. I mean, we've all got them, because prior to here, I've got those stories. And I will say this, to, to reinforce what I was saying, um, this is now the second one that I've signed, but I, in April, just signed another five-year contract. We're stuck Which with you. Middle Tennessee world, you are stuck until with Until 2028. But you guys both know in broadcast, more than three years is rare. More rare. than four is unheard of. But at Channel 5, if you like it and they like you, they want to keep you. That's why people don't leave Channel 5, because they embrace people that want to be here and that the community embraces. Well, Henry, congratulations on a great success. Henry is is fantastic off the mic and off the TV as you hear him uh, right here today. So. As I'm sliding him his hundred dollar bills <laughs> nah, right now for saying that. You're gonna <laughs> no, uh, he takes Venmo. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on a thank great you guys. and continued career uh, here in Nashville. And thank you for joining us this morning on the Second Cup of Joe. And John! <laughs> it's the Second Cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.